Can changing your diet cause you to reduce your cholesterol levels, lose weight, and get off your anxiety medication? Yep, it sure did for my guest today, Amy Jones. I'm Andrea Heyman with another episode of Adventures in Feeding My Fam. But before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about a new project I've launched. I'm super excited to introduce the 52 Recipes Challenge. The idea behind the challenge is to commit to making one new plant-based recipe each week for a year. That's it. Now, it might sound like a lot, but my aim is for you to incorporate this into your weekly meal plans for your families. You don't have to start at the very beginning of January. This can be started anytime. The idea is just 52 weeks of a plant-based recipes. For me, I have the additional challenge for myself that the recipe has to be something that's new to me. So I am taking any kind of suggestions or recommendations because I'm definitely going to run out of ideas on my own. And I would love for you to share and we can help each other have better health. We can reduce our carbon footprint by doing this. Absolutely save money. Have some more variety in our diets. And also give our kids an opportunity to try new foods. So after you hear this episode with Amy, I'm sure you're going to be super, super motivated to incorporate more plant-based meals into your diet. You can sign up through the link, which will be in the show notes. And I also suggest you join my Facebook group. That Facebook group, the link will also be in my show notes, but it's called Adventures in Feeding My Fam. And I have been making a recipe every week on Sunday late afternoons to show you how many options there are and show you the plant-based recipe that I am making for the week. So it's been a ton of fun and I would love to have you join in. I've also done some cooking parties and I'm planning some more. So it's been a blast. I want you to be a part of it. There's no fee to join. So I encourage you to register and join the Facebook group as well and just be part of the movement. Adventures in Feeding My Fam is a weekly podcast discussing the challenges and fun around feeding your family healthy meals. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years, so I know the importance of good nutrition. But I'm also a mom of three, so I understand the challenges and humor that comes along with trying to make this happen. In this podcast, I'll share my tips, tricks, and menus but I'll also share the stories and food prep failures that come along the way too. Interview guests will discuss family food traditions, how to strengthen bonds around the family table, as well as their favorite family recipes. There isn't one right way to feed your family, but there are countless stories and you can take bits and pieces and learn from all of them. I'm so happy to have Amy Jones today. She's been a physician's assistant for 15 years, and she also teaches physician's assistant students um, in dermatology and nutrition at various schools and undergraduate classes. She's certified in plant-based nutrition, and she's a board certified in lifestyle medicine. Recently, actually, no, I think it was a couple of years ago, she started Romaine Healthy, LLC. It's a YouTube channel 
that shows how to make a variety of plant-based recipes. She also is in charge of the elementary school garden club at her kids' school. So she has an incredible passion, which you are going to hear about plant-based nutrition and how to help women lose weight, control their blood sugar through sustainable lifestyle modifications, and just help women feel their best and live their best lives possible. Without further ado, here's Amy. So welcome, Amy. I'm so glad you joined us for an episode of the podcast today. Oh, thanks, Andrea. I really want to thank you for having me here. And also just for starting the podcast, I think it's a great idea to help people with their meal planning and kind of fill the gaps where they're not getting that knowledge. And, you know, they want to be healthier, but they just don't have the tools to do it. So it's awesome. I'm excited to be here. Well, that's my aim to help all of the listeners. And I'm sure you've got some good insight as well, too. I hope so. So I like to start out typically by asking my guests about the house that you were raised in as it relates to food and meals and meal prep. In your house when you were growing up, who was responsible for preparing the meals and did you have regular family meals? Um, I would say yes. So I grew up kind of in rural Pennsylvania, had a mom, dad, and my younger brother. And I remember family meals for sure, kind of sitting around the table. And my mom did pretty much all of the cooking. I don't, I think other than grilling, that's about all my dad would do. So that was pretty normal. And most nights, I think we would really sit around the table. I remember drinking our glass of milk every night or chocolate milk and nothing super fancy, but my mom was always a really good cook. And I think she got better as she got older too. So that was, that was great. I think that taught me early on and kind of instilled in me like the importance of family meals. So that when you're little, you don't realize it at the time and say, this is really valuable when you're eight years old. (laughs) But now that I'm doing it with my family, I can, I can totally see how it, it makes a difference in our lives for sure. How do you think it makes a difference in your life? I think um, it just kind of connects us with the kids. I think we're running around all day, you know, every day. I mean, maybe not so much on the go now, but even still, everybody's kind of doing their own thing. So when we come together, everybody knows just our routine that we can sit down and we're going to have a conversation and who knows what is going to come out of their mouths. But that's when, like, I feel like all the good stuff comes out, you know, when they start opening up and talking about things and, you know, instead of harping on how was your day, what'd you do and what they did wrong, just kind of focusing on a lot of the positive things. And it's, it's pretty funny. I think my son has asked the most interesting questions and he's 12, my daughter's nine, but growing up, you know, he's, as soon as he went on that middle school bus, had a bunch of questions for us and where do babies come from? And do you believe in God? And what would you do if, um, you only had two days to live and we just take kind of really taking you off guard <laughs> at the dinner table, you especially with my, my nine year old. Yeah, it's great. So it's actually really fun too. you kind of look forward to each night doing that. I always have found that sometimes I will discover things in that evening conversation that I'm just shocked that I hadn't heard about it before that. And even things that'll come up a day or two later that I just cannot believe nobody told me before that. (laughs) (laughs) It is amazing. Especially right after school, they don't want to talk and it's more 
dinner time or when you're putting them to bed and you're really tired, I find that my my son will say, hey, mom, can we talk about this? And I'll just, you have to stay and listen because all you want to do is go to bed, but they will come to you. And as long as you stay open to it. It sounds like you do have regular meals in the evening then with your family now. Yep. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think almost every night now before I think when the sports were on, it was a little bit less, but for the most part, we would all try to eat together or I'd arrange it to eat together for sure. And who's responsible for the meal prep and planning now? Oh, that would be a hundred percent me. I'll say maybe 99 to give my husband a little bit of credit. He does the grilling. And so if I prep something for the grill, then I can at least have a little bit of time not to cook. But then other than that, it's more me and I do all the grocery shopping and things like that. He probably would help a little bit more. I might have a little bit of control issues about just what I want to eat and how I want it cooked. (laughs) So it's really, you know, I think, I think he would be willing to help out if he had to. And it sounds like you have a very specific idea of the foods you like to serve too. So um, we have actually, we are on a whole food plant-based diet. So I don't know if I call it a diet, but more of a lifestyle. So we eat, so for the last four years, we eat meals that are plant-based. So there's no meat or dairy or in minimal processed food. So we eat a lot of the, and I think the biggest myth around that is that we eat weird stuff that is like, what do you eat if you're just eating plants? But we really eat not only family-friendly, but kid-friendly meals like tacos and burgers and sloppy joes and just kind of substitute out whatever the meat was with the plant-based ingredients. So instead of regular hamburgers, have black bean burgers, or we have uh, something, there's something called jackfruit, which you can make. And that is very similar to kind of like a shredded chicken or shredded pork. And you put it with barbecue sauce on a roll. And that these are really fast, easy, tasty meals that we have. So the kids, when they transitioned to it, they really didn't notice too, too much um, a big difference because I would serve them familiar foods, but just kind of replace the ingredients. So they might think it tastes a little different, but over time, I still don't feel like they missed out or feeling deprived of their favorite kind of things to eat. I have so many follow-up questions from what you just said, (laughs) but the first is really, why did you decide, like, what was your evolution to transition your family to plant-based eating? What happened quite suddenly, well, maybe not, because I think I've always tried to eat really healthy, as healthy as I knew how, or, you know, what people were telling me was healthy until about four years ago, I watched two documentaries kind of back to back called Forks Over Knives and What the Health. And if your uh, audience didn't see that, if your listeners didn't see it, they're about food and lifestyle, but mostly food and what it can do to either power you to heal you or help you or to actually hurt you and cause disease. And then I, from this learning that 86% of chronic diseases are caused by your diet alone. So that is extremely powerful. I'm um, a physician assistant. I've been working in clinical medicine for 15 years and we have never learned anything. I'm not gonna say anything about nutrition. That's not fair. We learned maybe vitamin C deficiency causes scurvy or something like that, but nothing like the power of nutrition, like telling people what they should eat and focusing on vegetables is more than your mom just telling you to eat your broccoli. Like it is, uh, makes a substantial difference in people's health. So they kind of linked all that together and connected the dots. You know, there's, it's not just genetics that you have diabetes and heart disease. It's the food, it's the food, it's the food. So on the show showing people that have transformed their health just through changing their diet and doing it in a way that doesn't really cause them 
uh, deprivation or they're not having to eat less or eat weird things or give up necessarily all their favorite foods. But just saying that even the foods you think that are healthy, like skinless chicken breasts that I was eating or Greek yogurt or, you know, eggs, for instance, like have so much cholesterol, but you are fed all this information that they're so good for you, but they're actually not good for you. And, and you can not only survive on a plant-based diet by eating all vegetables, but that you are actually better off doing that. You're getting more vitamins and nutrients that you need to. So learning that I was just, I was just, I think I just so amazed by it and so interested. So I think it not only transformed my health, but even the way that I treat patients. And I had to look, you know, into it even more. I wanted to make sure, you know, you can watch any documentary and you'd like, is that real? Like anybody can make a documentary and there's some not so good ones out there. But when I really dove into the nutritional science of it and looked at all the studies, it was all there plus more. It's amazing how people don't know about it with all the information there. And I think that's because of, media and marketing, and it's not taught in schools. And there's all these layers you can talk about in a whole other podcast if you want to. But I really had to at least try it for myself. So I asked my husband if he'd do a 30 day challenge with me because he hadn't seen any of these movies. And he wasn't on the same journey that I was. So to completely say, hey, and we're going to give up meat and dairy forever, I knew was not going to go over well. So we found this 30 day challenge, and we gave it a try. And really, it was it was awesome. It took a couple weeks to kind of learn how to cook a little bit differently and just change ingredients. And like I said, I try to keep it really familiar stuff like sweet potato black bean tacos and like kids know what tacos are. And amazingly, they eat anything that's in a taco shell. So that's really good tip if you get anything out of this. (laughs) Anything in a taco always anything in a taco shell or a bun. I feel like man, it just goes over really well, you know, and the kids like kind of grumbled a little bit. They didn't have their milk for a while. And my husband was on it and then went off of it because he's like, I miss meat. But then he realized how bad he felt when he went back to it. So slowly came back. And now we're just all fully been on it for about like two or three years and feeling great. You know, just, it's really a game changer for your health. And it makes you feel good that you're helping like your health and the environment and planet and animals and the the whole thing. So I don't even remember the original question now that you asked me. (laughs) That's okay. I have so many, uh, I can tell you're really passionate about this. You have, um, you've thought about it, you've researched it and you have a lot to say. Do you guys have any health transformations with this? So I think for me, it was interesting. I didn't, I wasn't, overweight, you see people online that are from this diet are losing an amazing amount of weight and and like completely transforming their health, getting off all their medicines. I was relatively healthy. And at least I thought I was, you know, I went on this diet and I had, and was getting kind of tired in the afternoon or I have a little joint pain here and there after my second pregnancy. And I'm, you know, I was on anxiety medicines, but relatively like I felt good. I was running triathlons, but my cholesterol was high. So it was probably up to like 210. I was getting tired in the afternoon. I'm like, what the heck? You know, I'm exercising all the time. I love to exercise. So you think, oh, I can exercise. I can eat anything I want. And that is like one thing that I've learned is not true. And I think as you get older, you feel that too. You you realize that's not true. But my cholesterol went down about 40, 50 points. And I mean, I didn't change my exercise. I was probably exercising less when I did that. I wasn't doing triathlons when I did that. I ended up going off my anxiety medicines after five months. I didn't lose any weight because I just love to eat. So I eat a lot and I exercise. So I maintain a pretty healthy weight. 
and my energy increased. I can tell you that I can run. I'm not running faster, but I can run longer and I recover so much quicker. So you can even, I even have the energy to do two workouts some days. Like it's just, it's unbelievable. My husband, he lost weight. So he wasn't super overweight, but he lost a good 15, 20 pounds that put him in that normal BMI range. He was probably on the high end of it. And he's, he said the other day, he's like, I haven't weighed this, this less or this amount since I was in my twenties. Like, it wasn't like he ate bad, but he ate the wrong kind of foods. And I think that high fat concentration, like he was over always a little bit overweight and he wasn't exercising at all when he did this diet. So and I don't think he checked his cholesterol, but he had a lot of energy too. And he was not a gym rat. So he doesn't like willingly go to the gym. He'll play basketball or soccer with the kids. But he recently, this past year, started going to the gym. I think he's feeling really good. It almost triggered him to change other aspects of his lifestyle too. So even if you start with one aspect of lifestyle, like just exercising, it sort of triggers this reaction where now you want to eat better, you're eating better. Now you want to exercise or you sleep better. And it all kind of comes together. That's really, it's really an incredible story. And Mm -hmm. something that I was struck by when you were talking was that you went off your anxiety medications, which most people would not think that there would be an association, but tell me about that a little more. I don't think I really knew about this connection at the time I went off of them. I just started feeling better, maybe the more energy or something. And I just thought, well, let me just try this. And it worked. I think I just felt happy. Maybe I found this passion too. who knows what a combination was or what I thought it was. But more recently, this past year, I've been, of course, reading even more information and and research on it. And there's the gut microbiome that could actually explain a little bit of it. So there's even science behind this is that all these plants and the fiber in the plants kind of feeds your good bacteria in your gut and can create more serotonin or these neurotransmitters that are like the happy chemicals for your brain and actually change your mood. So there's more research on plant-based diets for depression kind of coming out. So even treating these types of psychiatric illnesses with plants and food is, is incredible. Like that is not a link that you would think would be connected, but there's certainly one there. At least that's one aspect of it. There might be other ones too, but that's the interesting part of it. Yeah. In my practice for the last three or four years, I have been saying that that booming area of research will explode and expand so much of what we know about so many different areas of medicine and health. And I'm really just fascinated by all the potential that's there. Right. Yeah. I think people, when they realize like all the, for me, the science is motivating too. Like you can explain why that happens. And then I'm motivated to try it. Whereas if you like, just try this weird wonky thing and maybe it'll work, but if they can, if they have science with it, I, I feel more motivated to do it. I'm like, now I can change my gut microbiome and my serotonin. I'm like, Ooh, I got to try that. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know why it's just kind of nerdy, but that's sort of what motivated me to change this. And even with, um, I just did some recent, like mindfulness-based stress reduction stuff. So more like lifestyle things. And what motivated me to try to always thought, oh yeah, it's probably a good idea to do mindfulness meditation. But there was all these studies on it that showed like how much it reduced stress and they can prove it. And that to me was like, oh, then I, I mean, now I'm really in. (laughs) So has 
This new knowledge and experience with eating affected your clinical practice and your clinical recommendations at all? So absolutely. So after this, and then after kind of trying it myself, I discovered American College of Lifestyle Medicine, and there is a a physician's committee for responsible medicine. So these are two big groups and they're physicians, doctors, registered dietitians that are, you know, certified in uh, ACLM is lifestyle medicine. So you can get board certified in this and they are really into helping doctors and their practices, especially kind of treat patients with lifestyle medicine as the first line treatment. So you always, you know, doctors will say, yeah, I think you got to lose weight and I think you got to eat healthier. And they just like send you on your way with your prescription, but you come back and obviously nothing has changed. And this really kind of hones in on how do we help them do that? And then I think doctors are an integral part of like, at least telling patients the information, you know, maybe they, their plant-based diet is a huge thing for both of these. It's, it's where all the science is. And of course they only take this, the evidence-based stuff to tell their patients. So again, more science for motivation, but they are advocating for a plant-based diet and they're telling doctors, if you tell patients, like if they're primarily plant-based, they don't even have to go all the way. Even the smallest changes like oatmeal for breakfast, literally write a prescription for oatmeal for breakfast to your patients. We're going to teach you how to do that, how to talk to them, how to coach them so that they come back and they can, you can kind of monitor their changes, how to motivate them, things like that. That made me really interested in like how to help people a whole new way. So instead of saying, okay, here's your, you know, if you treat cholesterol, here's your Crestor and lose weight. It's like, okay, I'm going to give you this Crestor, but it's temporary. I want you to try to change this, you know, this one small thing in your diet, hoping to get off of it. Whereas doctors are like, what medicine can we add on now? Now, what can we layer on? And never is the mindset of getting people off of their medication. So that never occurred to me either that people have diabetes and we can get them off their medications. Like, what is that? But it's so true. Again, 86% of, of chronic disease is caused by diet. So why can't it fix it? And it certainly has proven itself. It's just that patients don't know. And even if doctors don't think that they would change, like, I think there's a big misconception. They're not going to listen anyway. They're going to stick in their ways. I think they should at least be able to have the information there so they can kind of decide from themselves. Cause I know for sure, I didn't think patients would listen to me, but a lot of them, when I tell them are so curious and, and, and if you're saying it in a white coat, that holds like a lot of power behind it. They are, they're feeling like they're getting the truth. And sadly now I think doctors and PAs and nurse practitioners only really know as much as the regular general population that they see milk does the body good and don't eat, don't eat junk food. Obviously that's a good one, but you know, they're not getting the real true science and the evidence-based stuff around it. So when I treat patients now, instead of saying, here's your cream for acne, see you later, I would say, Hey, you know, this is an inflammatory condition there. You know, a big part of this is lifestyle and an anti-inflammatory diet, which includes a lot of vegetables. So here is, you know, here's some of the science that goes with it. And here are some of the things you can do if you're interested. And maybe they say, I don't care, give me my prescription. You can, but at least they have that you've planted the seed, I think. So if they come across it again, they may be into it. And there's some patients that are just dying for this information and really come in and at the dermatologist and ask, what can I eat that cures my acne? And especially women that have adult acne are 
willing to do anything. They've tried everything. They've tried antibiotics. Maybe they've been on Accutane. They've tried six different diets that didn't work. And they just, you know, want to do anything. I had a, a woman that was a patient that came in and I was telling her about this. She goes, great. I'm going to, I said, dairy plays a huge role in this. I tell people it's not necessarily going to be the cure-all for it. And maybe you won't get very clear, but it should help substantially. We can try it. There's no harm to try it. So two weeks, I think after I talked to her, she said, she called me and said, holy cow, I'm not getting any more breakouts. I've stopped dairy. It got so much better. Every time I eat a piece of cheese, I feel like I break out again. And she said, my irritable bowel syndrome is gone. And I said, you have irritable bowel syndrome? <laughs> like, I guess in Durham, we don't focus too much on everything, which is probably another problem. But it was amazing that this one diet's not only good for acne, but good for everything else. So even if you have 15 minute appointments with people, you can still give them enough information to get them started, you know, and ask them questions. That's fantastic. I know that I have a lot of moms and families that are listening here, and I'm sure probably a lot of them are wondering, okay, this is great, but how do I begin to transition for my family or how do I make this work for my family, especially if they have pickier kids? Do you have any insight or suggestions about that? Definitely the tacos again. And the uh, and making things look familiar like that is good. Um, if they don't know how to cook, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of stuff online for that. And I also have the YouTube channel, Romaine Healthy. So it teaches you how to make simple, a little plug here, plant-based meals, like familiar things and very family-friendly. I even include my kids in them and just swapping out ingredients, really. That's all that is. But if they're, yeah, I think that's it. You know, there's tofu nuggets. It's just making them taste good. I think when you first start, things just taste terrible. It's kind of learning anything. You're just terrible at it. So don't get discouraged with that. And yeah, like you said, I think it's just learning to cook and then just going slowly too. It depends on your family and their personalities. Like I did a, I was so passionate about it. I was like, there's no way my intent is to go all in. And even if it wasn't perfection, it would be my intent is trying not to eat that dairy and meat every day and trying to substitute, but being, giving yourself grace when you do. And you're like, oh no, this pasta had milk in it. Not a big deal. You have to slowly learn. So I think not to not to beat yourself up when you kind of stumble along the way for sure, or just to add like a plant-based meal every week, you know, start there. I had my neighbor friend did that and that worked really well for her. And that kind of introduced her family to it without like having them lash out at her and then slowly going, Oh, let's do, (laughs) let's do two meals a week. Let's do three, you know, and then seeing, seeing if they like it also so building up slowly. Yeah, exactly. So tell us more about Romaine Healthy. So I started this. So this was probably another one of my outlets. Like I just keep wanting to do more to share this information. And I, before that started a Facebook page with my neighbor who was, who loved to cook this way too. And we just would share recipes with people. And my friend who's a pharmaceutical rep came into the office one day and she's like, I saw your, your recipe for hummus looks great, Aim, but I don't know how to cook that. Like, how do you make, and I'm like, nobody knows how to cook. How do you not know how to make hummus? You put like <laughs> chickpeas and you put four ingredients in a blender. And she goes, I don't know. And I'm like, what? I said, that might be the problem. I said that there's this huge gap, like you're filling in the gap for people who want to eat healthier, but how the heck do you do it? It's like, they don't know how to cook. So 
I think that starts, she goes, and she actually said to me, she gave me the idea. So I'll give her credit is why don't you do a YouTube video and show how to make it? And I was like, holy crud, I cannot go on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to, I'm like, just kind Push of out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Totally nervous from the get go. But I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. I have nothing to lose and it would just be fun. So I made, I think pesto was my first video with my daughter who I think videotaped it and it was probably terrible lighting everything. And they're still not the best editing, but I did it. And it was really fun. And I meant to post it on my Facebook recipe page. So what 40 people would see it. I was like, this will be fine. Kind of beta test it and see what happens. And about three hours later, I got a notification. I was at work after I posted it. Love your video. That was awesome. So cute. And it was from a person that wasn't in my group. I posted it on my main page by accident. Like, so everyone saw it and I thought I started sweating and my heart beating fast. I'm like, everyone saw my video. Like I did not mean for that to happen, but it ended up being great because a lot of people liked it and it sort of inspired me to keep going to do it. And I, I just want to get out there like that. You can make food still taste good and be really, really healthy at the same time. And that everything that's your favorite food, like bur- I make so many different kinds of burgers or you know, different soups or things that you, anything you can think of like lasagna, you can make it plant-based and it doesn't have to be hard and you don't have to be in the kitchen. And I feel like with cooking this way that I, I spend less time in the kitchen and other, I mean, you chop a little bit of the vegetables. That's probably the most time consuming, but we were going to eat vegetables regardless. So now I don't just, I don't have to make the meat portion. So it's really easy and it's not expensive. And I just want people to just get them rid of the misconceptions that that's what it is and kind of help them out with that. And I throw in some nutrition facts to sort of inspire them. Like if you're eating this black bean burger, you're getting all this protein and nutrition and vitamins, and it helps with diabetes. And then if you think about the other hamburger you're eating, you're getting nothing, if not more heart disease. So why wouldn't you just pick this one? (laughs) They both taste really good. So I try to kind of incorporate everything in there. You're definitely on a mission to (laughs) educate and motivate and make it easy for people. Where can the listeners find you? So right now you can see me on the YouTube channel, Romaine Healthy. And on, I'm on, I just got on Instagram at Romaine Healthy LLC. I started my own company in September and we, I incorporated Romaine Healthy and I'm also helping women now. I'm kind of niching down a little bit helping women lose weight and sustain it. And women that are just fighting those cravings, they want to get rid of the scale. They want to really control their blood sugar. So if they're really high at risk for diabetes or have diabetes and they need a support group, would like a support group and some guidance. I have a free Facebook page. It's called ditch the scale and cravings for life women's group. So if you just throw that into the Facebook search, come over there and you'll get some good advice, support. You can share your struggles. It's a, good place to get information. And that's really my main focus right now is to do that and kind of try to grow remain healthy a little bit and see how many more people I can reach and hopefully help sort of transform their lives. Thank you, Amy. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. And I can't wait to follow you and see what else you're sharing in the world. Oh, thanks, Andrea. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Wasn't Amy so passionate about the topic of plant-based eating? She really is such a champion for the movement. 
I hope this was interesting and helpful for you. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review as well as share it with a friend. And if you do share, please tag me as well. I'd love to see what you think and be a part of that as well. Again, the show notes will have all the links that I mentioned here in the episode. Until next time, take care.